You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Grand Design Podcast with DJ and Jerry Grand, where we link the chains of reason of sports, politics, and culture. Welcome to the Grand Designs Podcast, episode 11. I'm DJ Grand, and I'm joined again with my brother Jerry. Hello. And our engineer, Ryan. Hello. Uh, today, I'm going to need to lay a little bit of a foundation of, of the of a philosophical foundation of our subject. We're going to be talking about participation trophies. But it doesn't just happen in a vacuum. There's a reason these trends sort of come to, come up. I like to call them, well, people who know me anyways, know me as, they know that I'm a philosophical nerd. I get into philosophy a lot. And in my studying of the history of philosophy, I've sort of learned that it happens in waves. Um, philosophical trends come in waves. And that's the best metaphor I can think to, to describe it. It's one wave comes in, crashes on the shore, and leaves its imprint on the sand and the beach, and then it recedes. And then another wave comes along, crashes in the shore, wipes out that, it, those impressions, and leaves its own impression for then to recede again and another to come along. And this happens in perpetuity. And if you go back to the beginning of uh, known philosophy, or the most famous philosopher, Socrates, he uh, actually didn't write down a single word. It was all that was written down by his students, most notably is Plato. And uh, then he, Plato was his student, Socrates' student, or his disciple. And then Plato turned and had a student. And his most famous student was Aristotle. So what Plato and Socrates thought was right, Aristotle totally rejected. So Plato was the first wave, and then Aristotle comes along with the second wave basically rejecting almost everything that Socrates and Plato said. This went along for a while and went under reason, went underground during the mid-ages, mid those dark ages. But Aristotelian thought was kept alive by a few Arabic philosophers until it was really brought back up into light by St. Thomas Aquinas. And when he brought it back, it ushered in the Renaissance and then the Age of Enlightenment. But at that time came the modern era of philosophy, and it was that that was the beginning of the rejection of the Aristotelian thought. Um, philosophers such as Hegel and Immanuel Kant, and later Karl Marx, totally rejected Aristotle. So there was another wave come along wiping out Aristotle. So how does this all involve into participation trophies? Well, we need to also do a little bit of background on current modern history, a little personal history. My grandfather was born in 1900, and he, uh, before he got to be 14 years old, he, he was experienced the First World War. And, and in, 19, in 1917, when the First World War ended, he emigrated into this country. But at that same time, you got the rise of communism in what would be Soviet Russia, and then shortly thereafter was the Great Depression. After the Great Depression comes the rise of fascism in Nazism in Germany and fascism in Italy, which then led to World War II. Now, if we think about it, 
the people who lived during my grandfather's time were lived in a very special time and it created a certain ethos, a certain culture. And that culture was tough, authoritarian, winner take it all. You had to live by the rules. So that sort of influenced that culture and then how they raised their kids. Another good example of modern times, if we think about it, the 1950s was a very strict Christian, um, almost authoritarian era. And uh, if you think about their, their, their television shows, uh, like uh, Leave it to Beaver or When Harry, um, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet, everything was, uh, all problems were solved in a half an hour in a neat package. And even the, the parents, the mother or the husband or wife weren't even allowed to sleep in the same bedroom. And this philosophical wave caused the what would the late sixties caused the sexual revolution. That was a rejection of the nineteen fifties. So one wave again wiping on another wave. Well, my father was raised by the, the that that tough authoritarian ethos, and that's how he raised me. That's how he raised our generation. And then Generation X comes along and rejects that totally. It's more of a kinder, gentle parent. parent parenting it's more it's also led to helicopter parenting and a couple other things but it also that rejection brought about the participation trophy culture now instead of winner take it all instead of it's the hard cold reality of you may lose now you get rewarded for just showing up now i've done my little introduction what do you think about the participation trophies well obviously being raised by the same father uh, yes it was strict and you uh, you didn't get a trophy for second place, and as a matter of fact, we uh won a couple runner-up trophies for playing hockey. Did it matter? Did we even keep them? So just to get a trophy for showing up, no. But in today's culture, you are correct. They're trying to teach the kids that if they just show up and give them a trophy for their effort, it'll motivate them more to a play, participate, get more into it, and a it says it gives them better grades because they're actually rejecting what we just said that. Um, Because our coaches always told us, this is life, guys. You know, when you lose all these close games like Duke last night with Michigan State, that's life. It doesn't always go your way. They're saying the exact opposite. Well, according to the participation trophy, Duke should be rewarded for losing. Well, yes, correct. Just for for coming out there and playing for their effort. It's not about winning or losing. It's effort. And they are saying it's in small children. You know, five-year-olds, that's what they should – and they don't get into when it should stop. But they're just saying it's for the young children to develop their minds and their discipline and getting good grades. And they use the grades all the time. They keep on saying that. Well, I think it's a rejection of discipline because you need to be a, you need to be disciplined in order to accept losing. I think it's an absolute rejection of of disciplinarian methods. But I'm glad you brought up um, second place trophies because I think that was the the bud of what they brought in the participation trophies, the consolation prizes, the silver and bronze medal. Not so much that. Just you get a consolation prize for for not winning, and and that was was the very beginning, I think, of the participation trophy. Because then you would get a, a prize for not winning, but at least second or third did get a prize, and the rest didn't. Now everybody gets a prize. And then it went to fourth place. You get a ribbon or what have you. There's my it, point. Yeah, extended to, correct. But again, it goes back to where now James Harrison. You know who he is? Yeah, a Pittsburgh Steeler linebacker. Tough guy, awesome football player, uh, won a couple of Super Bowls, played, I think, 12 seasons. 
uh, I think it's f- fourth grade. The, uh, his two sons p- played in the league. And they came in fourth place. And they got a trophy. He made them give them back. You're not going to be rewarded for losing. Flat out, th- those the quote was: "Your trophy shelves will stay bare until you come back with a, a victory." Now they're literally making fun of James Harrison in this article for that parenting skill. Now this guy actually brings up and goes a little bit personal with uh, Harrison about him with with domestic violence. That has nothing to do with the topic. It's just this guy trying to, I think, divert the situation. That Harrison's right. He's bringing his kids up correct that, you know, you're rewarded for winning, whether it be division, MVP, the top player, the top team. Well, Harrison did that. I think he posted on Instagram. But And uh, Kurt Warner, who is a former NFL Super Bowl champ, agree with him. He posted that, uh, don't know where you stand, but I am fully with Harrison 9292 on the participation trophy. They don't let kids pass classes for just showing up. So it's not just Harrison. It's other NFL players that agree with him. Well, this uh, article here is basically – now, he's also using Harrison that he played 12 years and only won two Super Bowls. So 10 years he had a losing season, yet did not give his money back for those 10 seasons when he did not win. That presupposes or assumes he's getting paid to win. He's not getting paid to win. He's getting paid to play football. Never ever does a contract say you must win. It says you come out when you play football. The, the so context, that, that, that assumes something that's not really there. Context here. Apparently, he saw nothing wrong with collecting his reward for failure during that decade of football without a championship. Once again, he wasn't rewarded for failure. He was paid, if you want to call it rewarded, for playing the game. Never – no one – no one – you can't expect to win. You can't be paid to win because you know what? If you got paid to win, would everyone on the Detroit Lions would be broke. They would well, never be getting paid. Again, yes, it's, it's a – but that where it goes back to just – participating, think about the actual salaries. How much effort would they give if everyone in the NFL or any professional leagues got a trophy just for coming out that? They, they wouldn't give an effort. No, they wouldn't. And I think it it reinforces a bad example because it basically says you don't have to, you don't have to get an effort to achieve anything in life. It's automatically going to be there for you. Well, things have also changed when it comes to when you go to these youth games, especially hockey, well, hockey and football, these parents. They take it seriously, more seriously I think baseball too, but than the kids to where they're actually getting in brawls and fights over missed calls. Over, I mean, I, I've literally heard one person say, he texted the coach after a game, I'm not driving my kid 25 miles to play three minutes. That was a three-minute in a whole hockey game. I guess the kid got benched. So that, that was his way of telling the coach, I'm not bringing my son if he's not going to play. So the, the, the parents take it to where they think they know better, and, and they actually – Again, going a participation trophy that just because they show up, they have to play. Well, I question then who is the child playing for? Is he paying for the the is it is travel team? Is the parent? No, that's not what I meant. Is the parent vicariously living through the child, or is the child playing for himself because he wants to play? Because if they're if they only care about whether they win or lose or not, whether they play or not, it's then I think it's the parent that is vicariously living through the child. If if the child wants to play and wants to participate, even if it is for only three minutes, let them participate for three minutes. So is that what the, the parents are trying to get that that trophy through their children? Well, I think the whole participation trophy um, notion is for the parents. It's not for the kids. It's to make the parents feel good. Well, again, but haven't we raised the, this generation of children to, what's what I'm looking for, expect entitlement, that they're in, 
entitled to something for their effort? I think that is the problem with participation trophies. It leaves a sense of entitlement that they they are entitled to something when they don't when they don't earn it. Uh, no offense, but look at the millennials today. They they come into the workforce thinking they should be the CEO immediately. They should get a, a promotion every single year. That's automatically given to them. That is what is the result, the cause, so the direct, effect of the cause of participation trophy, or a direct product of, or cause and effect. Correct. What, 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 how would you describe what is a, partic- a participation trophy? Then, if you were to, you get rewarded. It doesn't necessarily be a trophy. It could be just a ribbon, but you get rewarded just for showing up. And the problem with that is. The child that works hard, that pl- wants to play, plays hard, does his best to improve is equivalent to the child that's out in right field picking um, clovers or looking up at the sky, not paying attention to the game whatsoever. Not willing to work harder to get better. Not caring. One cares and one doesn't, and they both get rewarded equally. So, you know, and that's where the, the kids that actually work and they get a little upset and there's where the tension comes in and they start to resent those players, the, the kids in right field, the ones that always get picked last because they're actually getting the same reward for their effort. Those guys are out there busting their butts, showing up to practice early, leaving late, and they're getting the same thing as a kid who doesn't even care. So why should they show up? Why should you work harder? Yeah. Th- and that goes also into the workforce. Why should you work harder? Because someone else is going to get rewarded for hard, for work that they didn't do. But at the end of the day, why is it bad? To have a participation trophy. Well, I think I just said it. It's because it's it leaves a sense of entitlement. It leaves it leaves the child thinking that they're going to be awarded regardless of effort. But at, at a young, we're talking five years old when they first start playing the sport. Should we be worried about their feelings and reward them for their effort, and not really about winning and losing? We're talking at a young age when they first start playing the game. Feelings. Uh, it always sucks to lose. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. so therefore, therefore, what you're basically saying is don't play the game. Don't compete because you can't win every single time. You're going to lose sometime in your life and it's going to suck. You need to deal with it. It's That's basically what you're saying is don't – and I'm against this too, not keeping score. And that's what it leads to. You don't keep score because there are no winners or losers there so there are no feelings are hurt. When When that's not reality. Reality is as soon as those kids grow up – and I don't care if you – say 10 years old or even into the workforce, their feelings are going to get hurt. Oh, at some point. And they would be better prepared for it if their feelings had gotten hurt earlier and they learned to deal with it than to have it happen to them when they're young adults and then they get totally psychologically messed up. Uh, I think too with like when it becomes like an object, like let's say it is a participation trophy, like a physical thing. Because yeah, you know, if you lose, you can still like give some positive reinforcement to do better next time or just be like you know just keep at it but it's like once there's an object involved where yeah that winning team or winning whatever gets something but then everybody gets it it kind of just diminishes it yeah dilutes it yeah it dilutes it to where it's not really worth the same thing to where when one one team got it because the other ones that didn't get it i mean like well duke last night they're hurting you see in their eyes you know they lost something they wouldn't feel that way if every if everybody that trophy or you know, that that tournament got a trophy. 
I agree. I would be hurt too. I, when, I, when I lost, especially big games like that last night, it did hurt. It stung. Yeah. But you get over it. You, you learn learned. from that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But the I, well, I guess what now the whatever way that you're talking about now, it's, it isn't about earning it. It's about their feelings. That's a kinder, gentler parenting. They, they, they don't want to hurt their feelings. They want them to be rewarded just for the effort to where it motivates them just to get up and go to the sport. You know, and again, I'm going back to what I first said when I opened it up. They're saying they have studies that their grades improve when they're just literally given a rewarded for just showing up in a well, – this was a soccer league where this was done. It was a five-year-old soccer league. That's why I bring up early childhood development. Well, let's, let's move that then in the academic field. If you didn't get an A, B, C, D or any grade whatsoever, would that make them work harder? The, everyone gets a passing grade no matter what. Would they try? Because no. that is equivalent to a participation I would think trophy. No. You just show up and you get the grade. So what incentive is there? If you do it equally like you do in the participation trophy to academia, you would, you, you would lead a generation of failures because no one would care anymore. There'd be no reason to try harder anymore. I, I think it's also going to parenting. Um, our, our parents were hard on us to where now we kind of like protect our children. We kind of like do things for them. We don't want them to where our parents like, you know, get out there. You know, you got to learn. You know, it's a cold, hard, cold, hard world out there. Get out, go to where now it's, you know, we're coddling, protecting them. Generation X's, which incidentally is a stupid name. We're, we're, it's supposed to be lack of identity, but we're identifying the that very generation now. So it's a very stupid name, but that's beside the point. The, the problem is with the Generation X's, that parenting, they once again are rejecting the previous philosophical way of parenting and they're bringing in – and they're rejecting everything about the authoritarian type, winner-take-all, right or wrong philosophy. And they're totally going the exact opposite. And they – you can always break it down to a rush song. Time after time, we lose sight of the way. Our causes can't see their effects. And that's exactly what's happening. They're trying to do it to be nice. And the effect is it's hurting their kids. Well, I can tell you now in the workforce, just from what I deal with, having to work with some of the people, there is a, an entitlement now to where – and we have a couple to where there are some mothers, daughters, uh, aunts, nieces that are working there, and they are very protective you know, of, of their siblings, whatever, nieces. To, they didn't break the rules, you know, want to step and argue for them towards not them going out there and earning it on their own. They almost want to do their work for them. Is that a result of you know, being rewarded just for showing up? It's coddling is what it is. But it's a result of coddling. Isn't coddling kind of the, the, the partic- participation trophies? It is. When you, Ryan, when you do your MMA, MMA style fighting, would you want to be rewarded if you lost? No, because, I mean, you just not go anywhere. You know, it's, 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 that's kind of why I like that sport. I mean, it's with any sport, but it's just like, it's just an easy thing to understand of winning and losing. You know, there obviously are decisions and stuff that be kind of, you know, controversial. Controversial, yeah. But it's it's still there's two people. One's going to be better than the other, and that's like how it comes down. So it's like if you can't wrap your head around that and figure out what you did wrong, or if you won, you know, it's like it's just kind of as simple as it gets. There's yeah. a lesson even into winning because, yeah. at least from my point of view, because you still, even when you win, you've made mistakes. Yeah. And you should learn from those mistakes and to be even better. So there's a lesson also to winning, but losing, it's even a, a better lesson because you don't really grow unless you make mistakes. Well, it never feels good to lose and stuff, if anything, but it's like um, I, I kind of put this with games and stuff, but, you know, it's like playing on, like, God mode. Like, you can... You'll get bored of it so soon. So if you're like competing with 
teams that just suck or if you're just going to steamroll them every time, like you just bur- get burnt out from whatever game you're playing. It's no longer fun. It's yeah. no longer interesting. Yeah, so. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. And that's what participation trophies Yeah, exactly. Cause. That, that could do that to them. I mean, so. If you went back and over the NFL from the championships, I'm just cluing Super Bowls. How many times did the team go and lose the first time and then go back a second time and then win? Because they and, learned a lesson well, they got, from their mistakes they got, and got better. They got upset because they lost. It hurt. Stung. <laughs> and that, that losing was motivation to get better. And then, yes, they came back and they were madder than ever and concentrated, focused, and won. In the repeating year, what happens? Get a little less focused. The guy you beat last year is not coming back. That's why it's always hard to repeat because you lose your focus and, exactly. and you, you get a little bit of big head and think you, you, you're everything. And next thing you know, the, the next team comes along and takes you over. But I finally found this a part of this article here that was uh, bringing in uh, early on how it affects them in their later years going to college. Emphasizing participation over results early on will bring far more kids into the game, which is true. And what's more important about that, studies overwhelmingly show that participation in sports is linked to better grades lower dropout rates, particularly among girls, and increased uh, desire to attend college. But if they don't participate when they're young, they're less likely to participate when they're older. You don't need a participation trophy to get someone to participate. You could still participate. We did it when we were younger. I, yes, that's, I get I it. I agree. That's runs and, on and, a bogus and promise. And they're using the science of, of, of a study. Again, it started in younger, five-year-old soccer. You know how they have better grades, and again, I, I just read it. I don't, I don't agree with it, but it's almost where the, the psychobabble to where it's coddling the kids. Okay, I have something from about early education. This is from Education News in January 13, 2013. It's entitled, How the Participation Trophy Culture Has Softened Our Kids. Today's students, from kindergartners to high school seniors, are losing out as physical education component of their education is being worked on in the labs of political correctness. What is happening, or rather not happening, can be seen in school gymnasiums and on school playgrounds across America. The prevailing trend is that PC classes and recesses are becoming less about students' need for physical activity and more about the educational elite's top-down pursuit of fairness agenda and a heightened call for social responsibility. For example, not long ago, Dodgeball was the schoolyard bully, sent into permanent timeout by several states in 2001. The most iconic of all-time school activities was deemed by many experts as cruel, dangerous, counterproductive. They said the game destroyed self-esteem and created an unfair hierarchy on the playground, which trickled into the halls and loomed over the classrooms. The spin continued as they asked, what are the physical benefits when a less skilled and less athletic of the lot are always eliminated first and as a result, forced to sit idly on the sidelines? Among the experts and their like-minded peers, nurture was innate and not nature was and is still central to their philosophy it is clear no one wants to see a child get injured by the hand of a fellow classmate but for most children attempting to avoid a large red ball hurling at them should be instinctive moreover the game is simple and the endless attempt to manipulate the rules so as to promote equal results cannot always protect a child from a negative experience or guarantee guarantee a fun time in fact, what many of these experts fail to accept is that their inability to control outcomes reveals their frustration with the basic human nature because metaphorically speaking, in dodgeball and in life, getting hit is inevitable. The ball stings and the experience is painful. You may be out of the game for a bit, but the next round, there lies opportunity. 
And that's the point. Losing can help you to learn a lesson to win. So they're, but, but they're saying dodgeball was to be eliminated because it was. This actually happened in 2001. They started a, a lot of schools in states around the country started outlawing dodgeball. I did not know that. And there is still, I think it goes on today where you are not allowed to play dodgeball. Because it, it affects your self-esteem because they get out, they get knocked out first. Well, it's like, the, it's like the most basic sport. Of like you get hit, like you're out, you know? It's, it's like, true. And it's to me. Growing up, it was one of the easiest to play. That yeah. was one of the funnest to play, too. You got out of the way. Yeah. And if you got hit, you got mad. The next game, like it said, you went out and yeah. you learned that you run this time or you catch the ball. Once again, it wasn't the kids that caused this. It was the Generation X parents who said, yeah. oh, that touchy feeling, that doesn't feel good, or it's not good to knock someone out. So was it them who got knocked out? So I think it all, it's kind of results of, and when we remember when we were in uh, childhood recess out in yeah. uh, lunchtime and you would pick teams yeah. and someone always got picked last. It just happens because yeah. they, they, they were trying to feel good for those p- kids and that got picked last. You could have the – But those kids still played. We, even though you got picked last, you were still picked. You still got on the team. And I'm talking about recess now. You still yeah. played. And, and during recess, you'd have the uh, class misfits tacked star running back on blacktop. Yeah, so, <laughs> so the, the point is – the point is, yeah, someone's going to get picked last. Someone is going to fail, but they still get to participate. You still don't need to be forced to have a trophy to, to participate. And it, it takes the fun out of the game, especially when we're talking about dodgeball. I mean, that's a fun game. And then now, what do you, all physical activity is bad because you might lose. Yeah. What's the point of PE then? Yeah, that's true. And you want to have like rivals and stuff because that's like if you take even – Football and, you know, sports now, like, everyone wants to watch the teams that, you know, compete the best with each other, you know? Well, it's the heart of competition, the exactly. rivals. Yeah. Both of so. these brought the, the operative word, compete and competition. What they're trying, what participant trophy does is try to erase competition. Yeah. We have no score and no winners. There's no competition. Mm. Everyone thinks competition, or not everyone, a lot of people think competition is the enemy. And in fact is, metaphorically speaking, if you're in a race and you got you're running and you someone's you're it's just you and someone else and they're ten feet behind you. Are you gonna run as hard as when they're right next to you and you gotta push to get to the hard to the to the finish line first? Which of those two scenarios are you gonna be a better competitor when you have another competitor with you next the, to you just as good when as you're on your heels? When you're competing. The point is competition makes us better. It doesn't hurt us. It doesn't make us worse. Yes, you're going to lose. That is inevitable. That is life. But it makes us better. Yeah, I also think it makes the the kids uh, hard to prepare for those moments in life when they get smacked down. I mean, they came. It's hard to accept that, you know, someone said, no, they lost finally, or they weren't rewarded for their efforts just to, to try. They showed up today for work, so they should get something else. When we were kids and played baseball, when were we rewarded to go to the Dairy Queen? Was it when we lost or when we won? Only victory. Only when Only we victory. won. Yep. And that was an incentive. Even though it wasn't a trophy, that, that meant something. So we had to win to yeah. do it. And even though we missed out on that ice cream at the end of the day, we didn't become worse people because of it. We tried better the next time to get that ice cream and, and win. So I think sometimes the coaches want us to lose because they're, they're pocketbooks. And- That's a <laughs> different issue. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would agree. But the point is, the point that, that was, in a way, that ice cream was a trophy. Uh, it, absolutely. It was a reward for, for winning the game. It was even better if you won the whole season, districts, playoffs. You do more pizza parties afterwards. So you talk about the coach's pocketbook. Today's world would be you get a, you get an ice cream no matter what. 
so that that, that coaches could be paying every for an ice cream everybody every single game. So there's nothing left in his pocketbook yeah. according to today's world. It didn't follow his game plan. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so I guess the only way it's going to be that next wave to come and reject it because, you know, how they – you can overcome the entitlement. That, that's going to be a tough call. But uh, participation trophies are growing in momentum. It's not going away. No, I think that rejection's already happened. You brought up James Harrison and I brought up Kurt Warner. I think it's already happening. You and I reject like you, it. I assume Ryan rejects it. I think it's happening. The problem is – this is philosophical. It's political correctness. I said it before, when you are politically correct, you're taking the fourth level of philosophy and moving it up to the number one level. And in order to be politically correct, that becomes primary. And there is the problem. I would rather be philosophically correct than politically correct. You, what, you, you need to think in terms of what is derived from another. Politics is not the end all be all. In fact, it's derived from your ethics. Good and what's right and wrong determines what is political. Well, and all that matters to them is the politics, number one. The whole PC movement is just that feelings, you know, not, not being so blunt to one, to one person. Um, I blame it sort of on George H.W. Bush. Remember when he said we're going to be a kinder, gentler nation? Oh, yeah. That was the, and they took that cue and they ran with it because that's what this is a kinder, gentler parenting. So we don't want to spank our kids now. And I, you probably even get punished. Remember, we got spanked. Yeah, correction. Today, you spank your child, you're gonna, you're gonna go to jail. Being hot, well, there's your kid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. even worse. Take them away, yeah. Yeah, so. Social services shows up, yep. See, this is all the philosophical wave that needs to be rejected. Ha and, sorry, have and you seen the documentary Trophy Kids? I think that's what it's called. Was that the HBO one? No. Nah, if it uh, wasn't, then no, I haven't yeah. seen it. It's uh, Mark Bell. I think he's the guy that did it. And uh, he's done like a few. And it's kind of like what we're talking about here, but more or less just like I think maybe this is why it's come to this because they kind of focus on uh, a few families. And it's like these kids that are playing these sports and their parents are just like – just super strict on them you know like they gotta train all these and they're like not even teenagers yet and it's just like this documentary kind of focusing on like is this right is this wrong like and it's I think this might have kind of stemmed from stuff I might like have that, seen something so. like that where you're talking like they're literally putting these kids through these academies for baseball yeah. at seven six start out six seven like, years old they're training just like all day yeah, you know I, like they're just being groomed obviously that's what it that, is being yeah. groomed for the college recruitment it's just Football, nuts yeah. yeah the football kids are even going to these uh, uh, Harbaugh and Nick Saban at uh, 10 years old yeah it's like crazy it's ostensibly like, I think it could be for college or to groom them for college or the NFL, but I really think it's the parents living vicariously through their kids. They, yeah, that's they want kind of that. the underlying thing. And it's like, you know, whenever the kid does something wrong and it's like showing like kind of the, I guess, both sides of that where it's just like if they do bad, like, well, the parents are super yeah. strict on yeah. soup. I mean, failure isn't an option, and then they get See, punished to the core. Now we're talking the exact opposite yeah, of the parody but, that I was talking about. But this is where I'm just saying I think people that are like, this shouldn't be how it is because I'm not going to stress on my kid like that. So. Too hard, yes, because that, that was the opposite yeah. thing was that there was no uh, feelings. There was no – it was all about results and they were more punished uh, than they were rewarded because it, yeah. it, it was hard. Because he had a young age. I think it was a figure skater that was in there. It was a young football player. And, mm -hmm. and these, again, both of them had skills above any other kids. Um, but once they were recognized that, the parents took them and just started grooming them because like what you said, they wanted the, uh, their kids to uh, – those big uh, scholarships 
but the big payday in the sports. So they can be taken care of. So dad can quit the, I mean, I don't know how many times I think I heard that in one of those things about, um, I want to retire. Yeah. And you are, I think I heard that you are my retirement to that yeah, one kid was a football player. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, it was living through the kid. That's yeah. what it was. Well, well, we've talked about the two extremes. Of those two extremes, honestly, I'd rather have the most disciplinarian. I wouldn't say that I would do that. And yeah, I would that, not- that is the, what we're just talking about is beyond it, but it's like. It made them better. Yeah. Because yeah. these kids did come up and they had skill and they, they were well, good when they were Well, if you transfer that over into academia, like we were talking earlier, a while back there was a, what was called Tiger Mom who would really force her kid to, to do good in school, play piano hours on, on time, and it made her really good. It made her excel in acad- academia. It worked. I'm not saying, once again, it's an extreme and I would do that, but it worked. It got her to be a better a better student. So, I mean, we're talking two extremes here. Correct. Of the two, I would go with the more disciplinarian one. Well, they're going to be better off, yeah, because they'll, they'll attain a skill to where the exact opposite of these participation trophies, they're just being rewarded for showing up. They don't have to do anything. Two of the other, what we're talking about, those kids had to work. Yeah. I mean, well, super My question hard. is then – when those kids grow up, are they going to reject that philosophy and, yeah. and then turn the light on their kids? I think that's what they were kind of talking about too. And you know, they obviously can't talk to them till then. But it's like, is this going to be good for them? It could be, and it, you know, some maybe it can't. You know, that's that philosophical wave I'm talking about. I know that, that when those kids grow up, I bet you they're going to ride a wave that's going to crash the shore and say, "No, we're going to wipe out everything that gen- my parents did and do it totally different." I don't want to be treated that way. There'll be some that'll say, "It worked for me. My dad did this to me. I'll do it to you." Then there'll be others to where I'm not going to do that to my kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, mm. and, and to have like the option because some I think what they focus on in that movie a lot too is like some of the kids didn't even want to be doing this and it's like they had no. See, that's like a whole other. If you're kind of forcing words. your kid and they don't want to, they're yeah. not into it. Then I'm not for that. They kind won't of succeed, and they didn't. If they're into quit. it, mm. if they're into it, then I, I can understand it at least to the extent that the end being that they're going to get going for the scholarship or the the, the collegiate scholarship or the NFL. But if they're not into it and you're forcing them, then I know it's the parents doing it for themselves. They're yeah. not doing it for yeah, the kid. I think I remember a couple was baseball where the kid, he had the skill, but he just didn't want to play baseball. Mm-hmm. But the parents were, you know, uh, I think one of the coaches told him, he's, you know, he could be the next Mike Trout, the five-star athlete in baseball, which is rare. The kid just didn't like baseball, and yet they just made him go. And again, his skill alone was getting him through, but he he hated it. Yeah. Just hated it. Part of succeeding is passion. And if that yeah. child did not like baseball, he, he there's no passion there. He, won't he, he, he may win a game or two, but he won't further his career on it. All of it will be a waste of effort because no passion, he'll end up quitting. Well, he'll yeah. walk away and just disgust. I mean, how many times have we seen that in hockey where kids are just great and they just said, hey, I'm sick. My dad's all over me. and just I'm done. He walked away from it. And they were just had skill that we, you and I wanted to have and couldn't figure out why, why wouldn't you play. They just hated it that much because of how they were pushed into it, you know, forced, you know, so to score that winning goal. This is, I guess, the the topic isn't necessarily participation trophies; it's bad parenting. Yeah, uh, yeah, which but. which kind of leads to where you know you go into the participation trophy because you don't want to be that bad parent; you want to reward the kid just for trying. And the, yeah, there's that too because if these people are, you know, up and coming athletes, if they had participation trophies, if that was like what was impl- implemented when they were you know perfecting their skills it's like would that have further them to become like have this become a career and stuff like that maybe they would just have plateaued you know and not exactly. try to push themselves Correct. so how about like the balance did I you guess. get any participation trophies growing up 
I might have in some way, but it wasn't really like. Well, then the way you say might have in some way, that tells me you didn't hang on to him. You didn't care about him no, that much. Yeah. See, I'm, I only won in baseball going up one championship one. And I cherish that trophy because mm. we won. It wasn't just like you just said, oh, it doesn't matter, just throwing away. So I'm wondering if those participation trophies even really mean something. How many of those kids actually kept them and, and actually cared about them? Because I think the kids aren't stupid. Nothing. They know they got it for doing nothing. Well, so it's I, not going to mean as much to them. I think the younger kids, the five-year-olds, they you know liked it. Well, they liked well, it then, but I'm correct. talking about later. Later I mean, in life, it, it was just – It doesn't even matter. Like, they threw like it away. Was saying, it's just, yeah. Well, and like, I did like martial arts stuff and like – the thing that I felt different that it's more or less uh, how you might want to look at it is just like I was proud even if I didn't get the gold, but if I got even some, like I was happy for it. Yeah, like obviously I wanted the top one, but it's like, you know, you obviously just kind of have to look at what you did wrong and do better. And it's just like doing it was fun. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I think that's just what. That's the key. That's what you got to be like teaching kids and stuff like that because – you know, it didn't deter me to be like, oh, you screw this. I'm not doing this anymore. It's, uh, you know, try to get it next time. You know, so. Work harder, yeah. It's yeah. achievement. I mean, you talk about martial arts. When I did martial arts, I was more of an adult when I did it. But still, it was going through all the incremental belt colors. Yeah. I felt like I achieved every single time I got one. I was yeah. getting better and better. It wasn't necessarily the trophy of the belt. It was the yeah. achievement of it that I was I was learning. I was becoming better able to defend myself. And, you know, you see other people that could do something. Something that you could, you know, what I mean, there's Absolutely. always that, and it's just like, you know, it and you just want to strive more to be drive, it. yeah, yes, so. precisely. Well, speaking of that, how many tests that we go to where we walk up and look at black belts and say, "Wow, that guy's good. That guy goods. He sucks. How do you get his belt? <laughs> yeah. How many times yeah. do we do that? I, they are that's participation belt. Yeah, that's there is that I've a self esteem kind of thing, you know. Yeah. We heard that before. Oh, absolutely, We're just giving the belt, you know, for self. Even the adults, I get the kids, but even the adults, even the guy who could barely tie his. Yeah. You know, belt because he was a little bit too big. That's not good. He got <laughs> that black too belt. Big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, they didn't deserve it. And they shouldn't have gotten I mean, and we're talking about justice here in philosophy. Justice yeah. means they shouldn't have received it. They should have just waited until they actually could achieve that skill, that level of mm -hmm. skill, and then gotten yeah. Well, I think until, until, received we, it. until our society realizes that participation trophies are not helping, it's only going to get worse because it's leaning toward to where – more and more and more to what they want to just, you know, reward you for your effort. Winning and losing doesn't matter. And that's a quote. And that's sad. It is very it's, sad. And I think that's, that's what's going to hurt is because the kids aren't going to, you win and lose, win and losing is about life. Well, just go and back. you're going to lose a lot more than you win. World War and, One and World War Two. Did it count? Did it matter? Yes, and that's why that's why I brought the whole thing up about my grandpa is that think about their ethos, that what was in their culture. I mean, going through the, the Great Depression, World War One, World War Two, they had to be men. They had to win, or you you died. It was a remember, it was a a matter of survival, and and that was a part of their time. Correct, and, people, and now we don't have those wars. Right, we don't will, have those hard times. People will say that was their culture. That was it was a different time. Not this time, it's different. We're more modern to where back in World War One, there wasn't technology advanced. I think we've been coddled and lazy. I really think our the, the next generation— As you advance, we have, absolutely. Ask yourself this. The millennials today, if they got thrown into World War Two, would they be able to have stepped up like those guys did back in— would they be able to win that war based on the 
the helicopter parenting and the participation trophies, I don't think the effort would be there. No, yeah, it wouldn't look good. They're going to want. <laughs> no, their, I think we would lose. They, they're going to want their video controllers or their cell phones. They're, they, they're not even thinking about defend the country. The point is, it had to happen, and they were products of their time. And now, kids are. These kids are products of their parents, products of their parents' time because they're rejecting that authoritarian type. I believe being set up for failure, but that's just me. I totally agree. I agree too. Do I get a trophy? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if you want one. Um, So I guess if we're going to end this thing, we'll talk about the philosophical waves. The last question I'll leave is, when is the next philosophical wave going to bring me closer to everyone else in this world? Because right now, I think I am getting farther leagues apart. apart from everyone else. Mm. Anyways, you're listening to the Grand Design Podcast. You can get in touch with us at granddesignspodcast.com. Uh, our email is granddesignspodcast at yahoo. Uh, Instagram is at granddesignspodcast. And follow us on Twitter at granddesignspod. The Grand Design Podcast. Who are you listening to?